What's up, guys, and welcome back to The Countdown. My name is Ian Farmer, and I want to thank you for tuning in on this late Friday night. If this is your first time tuning in, this podcast is your destination for all topics related to sports. I discuss and share my opinions on the top headline on sports. Welcome back, guys, and thank you for tuning in once again. Kansas wins the Big 12 title. Guys, it's time to talk some college basketball. I'm pleased to be here with you on this Friday night, currently 10.04 p.m., but um, a lot of college basketball to talk about. In my opinion, this is the biggest day of the conference tournaments because we have four Power Six final conference championship games. Tomorrow is the SEC and Big Ten title game, which in the SEC will feature Tennessee and AM, which we will talk about that. And then over in the Big Ten features Iowa and the Purdue Boilmakers. So we're going to talk about both of those games. But first, we got to recap today. Kansas wins the Big 12 title. This is a great game. Neither team could really pull away in the first half. It was 37 to 36 Kansas at the half. So um, the first half was very entertaining. Majority of the second half was st- the same way. But in the end, the Kansas Jayhawks were able to pull away. And David McCormick was the player of the game. He uh, did the post-game interview after the game. Played 29 minutes, 18 points, and 11 rebounds. Ochi Adbaji, 16 points, 4 of 10 from the field. Over for Texas Tech, leading score was um, Bryson Williams, 17 points, 8 of 17 from the field. Texas Tech is the sixth best defensive team in the last 20 years in college basketball. Great defensive team. Kansas did put up 74. Uh, Kansas shot 22% from three, 43% from the field. Not terrible from the field. Um, I had Kansas winning the Big 12 title in the first place. They, in my opinion, were always better than Baylor. Texas Tech is a good team, but I didn't think they had the star power like Kansas does with O.J. Baji and Remy Martin and David McCormick. I always thought Kansas had the edge against any Big 12 team, including Baylor. Texas is not there. Kansas beat TCU. TCU made a, uh, a nice little run there, but they're not Kansas. Kansas has only Big 12 for years, and I expected them to win this title. They were also the number one seed in the Big 12. They had the best record in the Big 12 this season. Kansas will be a one seed because Kentucky lost today to Tennessee, which we'll talk about that in a minute, even though I really don't want to. Um, Yeah, Kansas is going to be a one seed. Now, if Baylor will be a one seed, they probably will be the fourth one seed. They did lose in the quarterfinal in the Big 12, but Kentucky lost, and Duke's probably not going to get it. And Auburn lost in the quarterfinal of the SEC tournament. So more than likely, two Big 12 teams will be a number one seed along with Gonzaga in the West Coast. And probably Arizona, even if they lose this game to UCLA. But the game is a tight one right now. UCLA up by six. That is my prediction for the Pac-12. So happy to see that. But yes, Kansas wins the Big 12 title. Now we're going to talk about Kentucky's game against Tennessee, and we're going to preview Tennessee's um, and Texas A&M's SEC championship game tomorrow. Now, first of all, let me start this off. Keon Brooks Jr. is a baller, 7 of 11, 19 points, 5 rebounds. 
Keon Brooks was the best player for Kentucky today. Sheboy had a bad game compared to what he usually does, but he did have 13 points, 11 rebounds, 5 of 10 from the field. Oscar Sheboy now is the all-time season single-season leader in uh, double-doubles in the history of Kentucky's program. So congrats to Oscar Sheboy, the best player in college basketball, at least the, the player of the year this season. Uh, congrats to Oscar Sheboy. We can talk about Kennedy Chandler, 19 points. We can talk about um, Josiah Jordan-James with 10 points. We can talk about all these statistics. Ziggler, who I do think is a great freshman leader, one of the best freshman leaders I've probably ever seen, 11 off the bench. But Kentucky absolutely shot themselves in the foot. Kentucky averages 80 points per game throughout the season. They're one of the best offensive teams in college basketball. Oscar Sheboy is an offensive machine down low. Ty Ty can shoot. Kellen Grady is the best three-point shooter in the SEC. Severe Wheeler, for the most part, is a good floor general. All-around, great offense from Kentucky. But this team taught, um, this team shot 10% from three-point range. Two of 20. One was Keon, both in the second half. The first one was from Keon Brooks at the top of the key, and the other one was Ty Ty in the corner. This team shot horrible from three. There was a possession in this game where UCLA got, um, not UCLA, goodness, Kentucky got two offensive rebounds. Kentucky, in one possession, shot three threes and missed all three of them. This team absolutely shot themselves in the foot. We look at field goal range, 34%. That is awful from field goal range. You look at Tennessee, 44% from the field, 40% from three. And uh, neither team shot well um, on free throws. Kentucky gets the um, 4% edge right there. But Tennessee, more assist. Um, got um, They out-rebounded us on the, the, on the defensive side of things we had more offensive rebounds but nevertheless for Kentucky to be only lose by seven with probably the worst offensive performance out of any team in the postseason so far is um not a bad sign Kentucky was in the game late Kellen Grady shot a ridiculous three, which I don't even know why he had the audacity to do because Kellen Grady shot one of eight from the field and oh of five from three. But he had the audacity to do that. And when you look at the game, you look at the stats, you watch the game, Kentucky shot themselves in the foot. Call me biased, perfectly fine with me. Kentucky should be playing tomorrow because this team is not the type of team to struggle like that. Maybe it was the pressure. I don't know. But it's always Kentucky either has all freshmen or they have experienced players who's never had experience playing together as a team. Tennessee and A&M tomorrow. I am going to take A&M, A&M. Uh, Tennessee is a 2-3 seed in the, tur- in the NCAA tournament. A&M is still on the bubble right now, so A&M has a lot more to fight for. A&M has been playing better up to this point. Tennessee should have won that game by 35 points, only won by 7. 
I'm not trying to discredit Tennessee. I know Kentucky and Tennessee is a big rivalry. Tennessee outplayed us the entire game from the first tip. Tennessee outplayed us, and Tennessee absolutely deserved to win that game. All I'm saying is if Kentucky did that to A&M right now, A&M would have won by 45 points. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to take Texas A&M tomorrow. Let's talk about the Big East Championship game. My prediction was all over the place on this, and my prediction was wrong on all places on this. I had Providence winning the Big East title right before the tournament started. Creighton knocked out Providence, and then I said, I think Creighton is going to win the Big East, but in in a defensive battle, Villanova beat Creighton 54-48. Kong Gillespie with 17 points. I'd like to see Kong Gillespie. uh, He's not a big... um, He's not a huge score. I mean, he. I mean, Colin Gillespie reminds me of Chris Paul so much. I'm going to be honest. He. I guess he did technically average uh, 16 points per game uh, this season. But Villanova's team, man, really stepped up. They. Um, a lot of people doubted them before the Big East tournament. Villanova looks good. Villanova's a two seed in the tournament. I think they really are one of the best two seeds. We've seen them take. Um, a UCLA team to overtime and almost win that game. Uh, earlier in the season, they lost to Purdue. But I think Villanova can match up right there with a team like Purdue right now. 26-7. and seven. Not a whole lot to say on this because, I mean, Villanova won the Big East. You know what's new. But all I'm saying is Villanova is not the type of team. They're, they're too experienced. Villanova is not the type of team to get upset in March. And if you don't get upset in March, you're probably, as a 2C, you're probably going to make it far enough to where you play a team that's better than you. And that's how you lose if you're not going to get upset. So, I, I really like this feeling of a team. I was wrong about them. I'm sorry, and I think they can make a run in March. Congrats to Villanova on the Big East. That, that, that was a, they proved me wrong big time there. Big 10 semifinals. Um, Michigan State lost to Purdue 75-70 in the Big 10 semifinal, one of the two games. But Michigan State is still a projected seven seed. So I like um, – right now I think Michigan State is project, projected to play Loyola in that 7-10 uh, game. I would take Michigan State in that. I feel like Loyola Chicago is a good team. They're one of the best Cinderella's of all time in 2018. But I feel like Loyola has been hyped up a lot. Um, whenever they made that first run, they, they were literally the most talked about team in sports during their uh, Cinderella run to the Final Four. And um, coming into the 2020, uh, last year's bracket, a lot of people were talking about them, and they obviously went, we saw them upset Illinois in the second round of last year's tournament. Louis Ola does not have the hype this year. And it's not because they're back, because they're a higher seed than they usually are, uh, or at least the high, higher seed than they were in 2018. But the thing with Loyola is I feel like they did really good because they were hyped up so much. I mean, everybody loves Loyola. We still do. But at the end of the day, they're not getting as much hype because, we. I mean, they're here every year now. Like We don't expect them to not be in the tournament. So I haven't heard, even heard a whole lot about Loyola yet. I feel like we're all just so used to being, being um, seeing them in the, in the tournament that we're not as – it's nothing new to us, and we're not as hyped about it. So I feel like Michigan State would win that game. But anyways, um, Iowa, Indiana had this game 
in the bag, and Iowa comes back in the in the last few minutes and ups uh, not upsets, but they beat Indiana on a ridiculous three by Jordan Bohan, and that was insane. Banks it in from I'd say about 25, 30 feet. Um, a great battle from Trace Jackson Davis, one of the best players in the country, and Keegan Murray, one of the best players in the country. Keegan Murray, 32 points, nine rebounds. Excuse me, 11 of 17 from the field, eight threes, eight of 10 from three. I wish Kentucky had him today. We'd win. Trace Jackson Davis, 31 points, 10 rebounds, 15 of 21 from the field. No threes from Trace Jackson Davis. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, a great game. I'm going to go ahead and recap this game tomorrow. Iowa and Purdue. I'm going to take Iowa, although I do feel like Purdue, I mean, they got they had a lot of bad losses in the regular season. I feel like a team like that feels like they're built for the postseason. I feel like Purdue could easily win this game tomorrow. I'm going to take Iowa because Keegan Murray has been the best, one of the best players in the country the last few weeks, and he has been on a tear. Iowa um, has played great as of late, being in the Big Ten final. I'm going to take Iowa, but it could go either way. I'm going to take Iowa in a close game. In a very close game. Trust me, Purdue fans. Trust me on this. Purdue could easily win this game. I I, I could go either way with a Big Ten final. I mean, anybody could go in either way with a Big Ten final. Two more games to recap. Both of them are going on right now. Virginia Tech is up by eight on Duke. Coach K's last ACC tournament game. I'm probably getting ready to turn this on after I get off here, if I'm being honest. Paul Benjero, 16 points. 7 of 10 as of right now. What's this guy's name? Hunter Cator has 28 points, and there's 8 minutes to go. I don't know who this guy is. No disrespect. 10 of 13 from the field, 6 of 7 from 3. I have no idea who, I have no idea who this guy is. But holy crap, that's insane. Put up some more numbers. You're going to get like, you know, crack 30. You look, um, I would, I have Duke winning that game. Virginia Tech obviously up. They could easily win that game. Now, UCLA in Arizona. Now, this was a um, big take of mine. I, in my predict, in my opinion, I think UCLA is that team that makes a huge run right before the tournament. And they're, um, they're going to be really hard to beat in, uh, in the NCAA tournament. What people don't understand, um, we don't talk about UCLA that much anymore. Johnny Juzang was the projected best returning player, arguably best player in the country this season. We don't talk about him anymore. But the thing is, we this is the same roster from last year. UCLA was an 11 seed last year. This team is a postseason team. They're not a regular season team. UCLA is built for the tournament. And UCLA is not an 11 seed anymore. UCLA is probably a three seed. If they win this game, yeah, probably a high three seed. UCLA is even better than they they were last year. They have final four potential, no doubt, in my opinion. Arizona does too. Arizona probably has a better chance to make the final four, but I'm having UCLA win the Pac-12 tournament, and they're up by five right now. Johnny Juzang and Benedict Matherin are going at it. Juzang with 11, Matherin with 9 at the half. So this game could go either way. Both these games could go either way. Tech is up by 10 now. They're starting to maybe pull away away from Duke. 
But either way, guys, that is my college basketball recap of the day. I'm probably going to see you guys quite a bit this upcoming week as we near tournament time. I'm thinking about doing a tournament show uh, where I give all my picks for the tournament. So just let me know what you think about that. I might do it with a buddy or two. But guys, thank you for listening to the countdown. I appreciate you guys tuning in each and every time I get on here and I record. I love you guys, and I will see you guys next week. Peace.